1: Good evening, fans of the beautiful game football, soccer, footy ball, footy, whatever you want to call it. It's the round ball, the ball that bounces yeah, up and down in straight lines, nothing crazy, unless it's flat or you're playing on an onion patch. I am Nick Webster. This is Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and the SiriusXM channel 211, and, of course, the award-winning SiriusXM app. I know you're expecting to hear the dulcet tones of Nick Gieber tonight. Unfortunately, Nick can't be with us. He's out hustling for money to keep me in wine, wine and and the occasional beer. Uh, On the show tonight... Lots to talk about, as always, because this is football, the game that never stops, 24-7, 365 days a year, around the world, people are playing football, soccer. They're playing it for fun, they're playing it professionally, but they really love this game. So tonight on the show, we're going to talk about the Champions League, of course, two massive games today between Liverpool and Bayern Munich, Lyon and Barcelona. And then tomorrow, Atletico Madrid, Juventus and Schalke taking on the all-conquering Manchester City. There's also lots of talk about the Spanish Cup going abroad. Real fascinating tournament they've got in plan. The winners and runners-up of the Spanish Cup and two other teams, a four-team tournament. Bet you it's going to be played somewhere in America. We will examine Sorry, Yes, I know we talked about him. But Mauricio Sarri is still under so much pressure at Chelsea. One loss away from being sacked. That is the rumour. I'm going to delve deeper and deeper into that. And of course, the quadruple. City are going for it. Barca are going for it. Is it possible? I will look at that and more. So make sure you stick around. We will be right back with Sarri examination. That's right. I'm going to go deep into the Chelsea manager's cranium and find out exactly what he's thinking, why he won't change, and will he truly be able to last? Can he beat Malmo? Can he beat Manchester City in the Carabao Cup and save his job? We'll find out in the next few days. I'll be right back.
2: i like to have a nice smooth shave i do have a goatee i like to make sure the skin around it is nice and smooth and you know when you're using one of those disposable razors you never know what you're going to get you don't get a great shave i tell you i have found the solution to my shaving issues with harry's razors non-slip comfortable handle i think these are absolutely the best right now you could get a 13 dollars value trial set Comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip, a rich, lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover. You can get a $13 value trial set right now. Go to harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer. Go right now, harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer. Redeem your offer right now and let them know that I, Nick Gieber, sent you harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer to go get your Harry's Razors.
3: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
0: That's 855-325-1780. If you or a loved one is
3: suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491.
1: Welcome back to 5th Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM Channel 211 and, of course, the award-winning Sirius XM app. I am Nick Webster and I'm joined on the phone right now by one of the finest minds in football, the man known as Statman, David Mossy. David, welcome to 5th Street Soccer. How the devil are you?
4: I'm great, Nick. It's uh, great to be on with you. Great to have you back on the airwaves.
1: Oh, it's always great to be back on the airways and and filling the airways with utter and complete nonsense, which uh, you've (laughs) accused me on many, many occasions. And hence the reason why you are on the show tonight to add some complete and utter sanity to what is usually a complete and utter Muppet Fest. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot straight away. Maurizio Sarri came into the Premier League and his resume was glowing after the sensational job he had done with napoli he started off the season playing sorry ball in spectacular fashion i believe chelsea rattled off 13 wins on the bounce in all competitions challenging at the top of the table and then it all went wrong the question for you mr mossy is why
4: boy it's an interesting one yeah because it's it's trending in the wrong direction uh, it, it's strange that those players adapted to that style early in the season, and now they seem to have forgotten how to play it. Um, you know, it, it's hard to put your finger on it. I mean, he's he's infamously stubborn when it comes to squad rotations, and and, and perhaps some of those players are just tired and fatigued, and uh, or you know, he's also uh, infamously stubborn when it comes to his uh, substitution patterns, and perhaps opponents have sort of figured that out, and 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 uh, I think it's a combination of all those factors. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's uh, the situation's gotten ugly. I mean, I don't know how many packs of cigarettes he's gone through the last few weeks, but I imagine it's a pretty large number. Yes, he is quite
1: the chain smoker uh, in, in real life. Thankfully, he doesn't uh, uh, show off that habit too much on the sideline. Look, Chelsea are a team that seem to go through coaches uh, faster than any other team in, in world football, and they're about to lose their most treasured possession, namely Eden Hazard. I mean, surely he's off to Real Madrid in the summer after uh, making, making lots of noises about he wanted to go, but he ended up staying. If, if Hazard leaves Chelsea, Sarri's going to have to follow, correct?
4: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sort of of two minds on this. Uh, I don't think you hire Maurizio Sarri and treat him like Jose Mourinho. And what I mean by that is Maurizio Sarri's never won a major trophy in his life. So, if uh you bring in Mauricio society, it's because you are looking to change your culture as a club and and, and uh, emphasize a little bit more a certain footballing philosophy and a style of play, and that might take a little bit longer to implement a couple more transfer windows to get the right players in there. But I do think even if you want to uh, follow that line of thinking in the short term, you have to be able to achieve at least good enough results to uh you know to to sort of keep your your, your sort of uh, larger project kind of on the right path. And, and I mean, to be losing games 4-0 to Bournemouth, 6-0 to City, and and uh, I would I would probably stick with him until the end of the season. But, boy, yeah, if they don't finish in the top four, if they don't win a trophy, uh, and as you mentioned, if it looks like Eden Hazard is on his way out the door to Real Madrid, then, yeah, I, it's very, very difficult to justify keep keeping and bringing back. It's funny because, as you mentioned, Chelsea go through managers, but, You know, if you look at uh, usually the pattern with Italian managers is that the honeymoon lasts the whole first season, whether it's Antonio Conte or Carlo Ancelotti, and then it all goes wrong in the second season. So they've really moved up the timetable here. They've crammed this all into like, you know, (laughs) just over half a season. So it, it is pretty remarkable.
1: Well, you mentioned that Chelsea have in the past hired managers who have won trophies. And obviously Mourinho, a serial winner of trophies, Antonio Conte, no doubt about that. Gus Hiddink has, has won practically everything there is to win. Uh, but then again they've hired Avram Grant who'd won nothing, Vilas Boas, who hadn't won a great deal, and even Roberto Di Matteo, they parachuted him a la Oligada Solskjaer. So it seems to me that the club really don't know what kind of manager they want. Um, how do how did they have the patience to to keep up with this with this Chopping and changing. I mean, surely at some point they have to say, you know what? We're going to do what Tottenham are doing. We're going to do what Liverpool are doing. We're going to do what City are doing. We're going to stick by our manager for three to four years, regardless of the results.
4: Exactly. Yeah, You mentioned Demetrius. Remember, he replaced Villas-Boas uh, right around this time in 2012 and then went on to lead him to the FA Cup title and the Champions League title. So a lot of people think that might prompt them to get rid of Sadi because uh, uh, Abramovich might feel like they might, you know, lightning could strike twice, although they're not in the Champions League or in Europa League, but nevertheless. Um, yeah, no, that's what I mean about, you know, you don't bring in Marito Sari and treat him like he's Jose Mourinho. You bring in Marito Sari if you really are serious about changing the culture of the club and not being this sort of uh, trophy obsessed kind of, you know, it's like actually bring in a guy because you like his football and philosophy, you like the way his teams play, and you're going to give him some time to sort of implement that and not be obsessed with short-term results, but it's hard to change the culture of a club like Chelsea. They are what they are. They've been that way for so long, and so they might have convinced themselves of that uh, in the summer when they brought in Sadi. but boy, once you start losing games 6-0, 4-0, and you're staring at uh, missing out on the Champions League for for another season and, and, and the loss in revenue that that, that means... You know, they, they, they might just be getting jittery here and maybe rethinking this whole thing. Or maybe thinking the philosophy was correct, but maybe Sadi just wasn't the right guy. So let, let's go for another manager of his ilk. But, but maybe he just wasn't the right guy for this situation, perhaps.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I tell you what, it's schizophrenic, definitely, at Stanford Bridge. Uh, you, you mentioned revenue, and uh, a story came out today that the uh, Spanish Super Cup is going to be moved abroad and it's going to be a four-team tournament. What's your understanding of this? Because obviously the, the La Liga wanted to move a game to the US, to Miami, uh, Barcelona, Girona. It didn't happen. It seems to me that Spanish football is eyeing uh, the United States and afar to really imprint their brand. Your thoughts?
4: Yeah, exactly. They're they're nervous about uh, obviously the Premier League and even uh, Syria has had something of a resurrection here with Ronaldo going over there. And so La Liga, which is actually the league, uh, their clubs have had the most success by far in European competition over the last decade or so, but um, still, they're a little bit worried about losing their relevance, and so they're starting to get creative here. It's interesting that these two ideas, um, ideas—one, the one to play the uh, La Liga game in Miami, uh, which would have been Barcelona against Girona, uh, that came from uh, this guy named Javier Tebas, who is the uh, uh, La Liga chief. Uh, And the the president of the Spanish Federation, Rubiales, was violently opposed to it and really worked hard to kind of scutter that idea and ultimately did. And now this idea to to have this sort of four-team Super Cup tournament is coming from Rubiales. And the other guy, Tebas, who was in favor of the Miami game, he's fighting against this one. So they're letting sort of their personal uh, conflict here – those two don't get along – sort of stand in the way of, like, they're essentially, they both have the same idea uh, that La Liga needs to sort of expand and promote itself around the globe, and yet somehow their their personal friction here is sort of getting in the way of them working together on these projects, because it would seem like they're sort of both uh, of of the same idea that La Liga needs to do this, and yeah, I mean, it's, uh, this one seems like it makes a lot of sense, you know, the the, the game in Miami, there was some opposition to it, which, you know, I'm sure you remember when there was talk of the Premier League playing a game in the United States, and and there were some people opposed to that. Yeah, you start messing with a traditional league format where everybody plays home and away against the same teams. You know, I could see how purists can get a little bit annoyed at that. But Super Cups, you've already sort of started to put those in places all over the world and kind of use that as sort of a showpiece to kind of promote your league anyway. So, you know, making it a four-team tournament rather than a one-off, like I don't think there's a big issue there. So, yeah, I actually think this, this one could come to fruition.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100% on that, because Super Cups have generally been, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not taken terribly seriously by, by many teams. I mean, I look at the Community Shield uh, in England. The Italian Super Cup seems to have been in every, every country, bar Italy, over the last few years. So these things are going to happen. David, I'm going to have to let you go, but thanks so much for calling into the Fifth Street Soccer. I hope that you can call in again sometime. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. This is 5th Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Network. Make sure you stick around. When we come back from break, we are going to talk about the impossible. What is the impossible, you might add? The impossible is the quadruple. League title, FA Cup, League Cup, Champions League. There's only one team in England that can win the quadruple that this year, and that team goes by the name of Manchester City. When we come back from break, we'll dive right into it. Kansas City with the
5: quadruple. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online, and the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631, 800-570-9631, 800-570-9631,
0: that's 800-570-9631. Remember in the beginning, when you
3: first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control Call the Debt Helpline
0: now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Not too long ago, it felt
3: good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America.
0: Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
1: This is 5th Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM Channel 211 and the award-winning Sirius XM app. I am Nick Webster, so glad you could join us. And once again, thanks to all our men and women in uniform serving throughout the world. I hope you're enjoying the show tonight. We are talking about Chelsea and Sari and games in Spain moving across the waters And now I want to talk about something very important. The quadruple. It's very rarely done. The quadruple is known as the League Cup, one of the lesser trophies, the FA Cup, unfortunately one of the lesser trophies, the Premier League, and of course the holy grail of football, namely the UEFA Champions League. Right now, there is one club in England with a chance to win it all. And I am lucky enough to be joined by a man who is intimately familiar with Manchester City because he loves them more than life himself. We are now joined by the great Phil Burns, former goalkeeper for Huddersfield Town, Reading, Sheffield United, and he even played for the SCUM, Manchester United's youth team. So, Phil, thank you so much for joining Fifth Street Soccer. How the devil are you? Uh,
6: I'm all good, thank you. Nick, thanks for having me on there. I'm... uh... Not enjoying the weather down here in San Diego. I I thought I left that weather over in England, but uh, getting used to it a bit again now, yes.
1: Oh, stop being so soft for crying out loud. You're only like six foot five, built like a brick. You know what house. Absolutely, yes. I think you've been, in, you've been in more cold weather than I've had hot cups of tea. Look, let's get straight down to it. Manchester City Absolutely. right now are going for an unprecedented quadruple. It's never been done in English football before. Manchester United in '99 they actually won the, the uh, FA Cup, the Premier League and the Champions League most famously in that night at the New Camp Stadium beating Bayern Munich so dramatically in injury time. Uh, Kevin yeah. De Bruyne recently came out and said that there's no way City can do the quadruple. Phil Fodden, the youngster, 18 years old, doesn't know any better, came out and said, of course we're going to win the quadruple. What say you? Because obviously when you're going for four trophies, the fixture list just gets so congested. But City do have one of the top squads in world football. Can they do it? Do they have the mentality to do it? And more importantly, what do they need, Phil, to make history?
6: what they need to make history. Hey, let's get one trophy out of out of the way to start with. Next week we've got the uh League Cup final against Chelsea. Yeah, we'll we'll get that one out of the way and then you you do one. it's a, it's one of those things you do one thing at a time. One game at a time. We'll win this game, we've well, got the Champions League this week, then we've got the League Cup next week, and then we'll, we'll a couple of league games and then the FA Cup and just as these games get get ticked off Becomes more likely, and then the belief gets there, and then De Bruyne is just playing games with everyone by saying it's not achievable. But in fact, he's it is hard. He thinks it is, but he doesn't want to admit it. I think if there's any team that can do it, I think City are that team. that, 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 that it will be this season if it happens. Uh, this is their only chance of doing it. I think is this season.
1: Well when you when you look at the city squad, obviously it's an embarrassment of riches. And and sometimes I'm I'm looking at the team and and, and they're playing their their fantasy football and blowing people away and then you the camera pans over to the bench and you've got, you know, world class internationals twiddling their thumbs wondering if they're ever gonna get a game. But I'm just thinking to myself the fact that City are in so many tournaments gives so many of these players an opportunity to go and show what they're worth to Pep Guardiola. Am I am I right in thinking that?
6: Or or do players well, only I want think, to play? Yes. No, I think by being in four in four competitions, it's helping keeping all these players happy because they're all getting game time. Maybe they all want to play in the Champions League and the and the big league games against the Liverpool and Manchester United. But knowing that they could play in the League Cup final or an FA Cup quarter-final, semi-final, final, it keeps them happy just for now. It'll be different if we're just in the league and the Champions League, then some of these top-quality players, superstars, as they say, would be getting itchy feet, but knowing that they could, hey, walk away with a little trophy in their hand, a little medal, I think that's helping to keep the squad together right now.
1: When I look at the front line, obviously Sergio Aguero seems to pick himself because if he's you know, banging in hat-tricks, he's banging in hat-tricks the next game. But the interesting thing for me are the likes of Gabriel Jesus, Leroy Sana, who seemingly is in favour, then he's out of favour. Ray Mahrez, who they paid £60 million for, can barely get a couple of minutes. And then there's Raheem Sterling, who's playing the best football of his career. How does Guardiola go about keeping... Uh, you know, the, the the first three players I mentioned happy?
6: Well, he they they keep him happy by scoring the goals and winning the game. And it's simple. If they're not doing it, then there's other players that can do that. So he, they're keeping him happy, so he doesn't have to keep them happy because they're doing the job that they're supposed to do. It's the other players, the Marezes and the Sterling's and the Sane's and the Jesus's. It's how to keep them happy, I think. And he's, he's managing to juggle the squad by, playing in, by using them in games. I like the League Cup final. That would be great for some of these players to go and win a, a League Cup final, knowing that he can rest some of the top players for the, the bigger games. Um, and it, They'll walk away with a, a, a League Cup final winner's medal. So I think that's how he's doing it. It's, it's not easy, because I'm sure every, every top player wants to play in every game. But there's certain games that you've
1: got to play your best team. Well, you're let, let, let's say this: you're the manager, and you've got to you've got to let one of these top players know that they're not going to play in the League Cup final this weekend. Tell me how that conversation goes. I, in fact, let me be this: I'm I'm Leroy Sana, you're Pep Guardiola, and you're about to give me the bad news. Go.
6: Right, Leroy, uh, you've been absolutely super the last few weeks. Yeah, I've noticed the last uh, the the last game. Your legs looked a bit heavy. I'm gonna I'm gonna rest you. Knowing boss, the week boss, after, fine, boss. I'm fine, we've got, B- we've boss, got I'm fine honestly. <laughs> you, you're fine, but I want I want to beat Shelker at home next week so we can get into the quarterfinals of the Champions League. How much better is the Champions League quarterfinal than the League Cup final? Hey, and then we've got the FA Cup uh, quarterfinal the week after. So I, I'm looking ahead. Rather than now, I want you to play in the best, the, the most important games. Not just, this is a great game for us to win, but I think I want your talent to play in the better games near the end of the season. There you go. Sold for oh. that man there.
1: Oh, the master psychologist at work. Honestly, I'm I'm sold. <laughs> I'm going to put my feet up and watch the game from the dugout.
6: <laughs> Happy days. Happy days, big fella.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's let's talk about the Premier League race right now. City are on top. It's only goal difference. They have played one more game than Liverpool. How do you see this one playing out? Because obviously City went had their little blip, didn't they? They lost some games that they shouldn't have lost. All of a sudden, they dropped seven points off the pace and... To, to be honest with you, Phil, a lot of people were—they were polishing the crown and, and already uh, participating in the coronation of Liverpool. And then all of a including sudden, including me,
6: including me, <laughs> by the way, I was there with well, it. <laughs> in,
1: in, in the space of ten days, the script flipped on its head. Liverpool dropped a dropped a, a couple of results, yeah, you know, a couple of draws to Leicester and West Ham, and boom, City are back in it. Tell me yeah. this: Will Liverpool hold their nerve? Or can City just keep applying that maximum amount of pressure?
6: Well, there's, there's a couple of big games coming up. Uh, obviously, the weekend, you got United against Liverpool. Uh, and it's a devil in deep blue sea for United, isn't it? Do they want to beat Liverpool so City win it? Or do they want to beat City and let Liverpool win it? Because City have got to go to United as well. Uh, big, big game. I think if Liverpool go and win this weekend away at Old Trafford, then I think they're not far going the whole way. I know City have been great. City pass the ball, City score goals, City win games all day long. But every now and again, they throw in a random result. They lose to Crystal Palace. They lose to Newcastle. They lose to Wigan. And I think, have we got that out of the way? I'm hoping they have. But it's always in there. It could happen again. But then you look at the other way. We've done this before. We've, done, we've won three titles in the last seven or eight years. Liverpool haven't done it. Will the pressure get too much for them? I'm hoping it does. I'm seeing some of their players that are, that are world-class players not quite doing it, uh, having that extra touch on the ball to be certain rather than just going with their instinct like they were at the start of the season. So I'm thinking it literally could go one way or the other. I'm being very uncommittal about this. I'm just waiting to see what happens this weekend. It? That will pan out a hell of a lot more. Is it a draw... Yeah, that's good for City. I think it draws. They can draw there and we'll go and win there in a few weeks' time.
1: Okay, very quickly, I want a prediction. Man United, Liverpool, Schalke versus City. You've got 10 seconds. Uh,
6: City will win 3 uh, 0. United will win
1: 1 0. Phil Burns of Reading, Sheffield United, Hudsfield Town, thank you so much for joining Fifth Street Soccer. Really appreciate it, Phil. I hope you can come back on the show another time. <laughs>
6: absolutely cheers mate catch you later have a good night thanks, thanks.
1: Phil Burns thank you so much Phil Burns a legend certainly down in San Diego and if you want some goalkeeping well come come and talk to me because I've got Phil Burns' special number and uh, he is one of the finest goalkeeping coaches in the US well make sure you stick around when we come back we will delve deep into Liverpool versus Bayern Munich The Champions League. You're listening to Fifth Street Soccer. I am Nick Webster. I'll be right back after this break.
5: Discover, We believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches, because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cashback match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply.
7: Hey, not to brag, but Buffalo Wild Wings is the official chicken wing of the NCAA. Yep, soak it in. You know who isn't the official chicken wing of the NCAA? Your couch. Because your couch doesn't have a partnership deal with the NCAA. So do you want to be home on your couch, the official nothing of the NCAA? Or do you want to be at Buffalo Wild Wings, the official place that has lots of TVs and beers and screaming fans, and it's officially better than your couch for college basketball? Buffalo Wild Wings. Please drink responsibly. so, if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it
0: back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. 932 1749 That's
8: 800-932-1749. Hey, Rick Tittle here. I have to shave, even though I'm not the... Harriest person in the world. I'm basically a Ken doll with headphones on, but I need to shave. What are you going to use that's not going to make hamburger out of your face? The throwaway razor, electric razor, straight razor. I found it in Harry's. You know, Harry's founders themselves, they were tired of paying up for razors that were overpriced and over-designed. So we have a deal for you. Go to harrys.com slash game right now. Get a $13 Value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave with a weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich, lathering shave gel, travel blade cover. And remember, you can get your trial set by going to harrys.com slash game. Rick Tittle, two thumbs up for Harry's. You know, they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany for just this purpose. harrys.com. Slash game.
1: You are listening to Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM Channel Two Eleven, and of course the award-winning Sirius XM app. I am Nick Webster. So glad you could join us. We have been talking about Chelsea, sorry ball, the Spanish Cup being moved around, the quadruple. Is it possible? Can Manchester City do it? But now it's time to take a look back to a classic from today, European football royalty, Liverpool versus Bayern Munich, two teams that basically owned the European Cup in the 70s and 80s. Leaner times now in the new modern era of the game, but both sides with a keen eye on lifting the cup with big, big ears. And of course, both teams heavily involved in their domestic leagues Bayern Munich, looking for a seventh consecutive Bundesliga crown, Liverpool going for the title for the first time in 30 years. And I am very pleased to welcome to the show Ben Thomas, formerly of Oxford United. Ben, I know you are Liverpool through and through. You bleed red. It is on your hearts. Give me your honest opinion of the game today. Do you think nil-nil is a good result for Liverpool as they travel to the Allianz Arena in a couple of weeks?
9: Um, first things first, Nick, I think nil-nil at home is always not the end of the world. I mean, you know, not conceding that away goal could be really, really important. Um, I fancy us to score goals whoever we play. And having had a good look at Bayern Munich today, you know, they didn't really strike too much fear into me as a Liverpool fan. Um, I think if we'd have took the many of the chances that came our way, which we should have done, uh, we may have gone there um, with a lead. But, you know, to keep in that clean sheet at home could be really, really key. That The, the no-away goals, as we've seen many a time over the years in Europe, is hugely important. Um, regarding the performance itself, I still don't think Liverpool are flowing. Maybe, you know, since the Manchester City game, you know, we've just started to overthink stuff and the form has dipped slightly, but we we're still more than dangerous today and if Mane especially had been a little bit more clinical in front of goal we'd have been taking the lead to the Allianz Arena in a, in a couple of weeks time. Tell me how you think Jurgen Klopp is holding up uh, in, in the press
1: in the last couple of days he was imploring the crowd to make this you know one of these special European evenings at Anfield um, you know he knows German football so well Bayern Munich were his big rivals when he was the manager of Borussia Dortmund. And, and in fact, uh, early in his Dortmund career, he was getting the better of Bayern on a regular occurrence. I, do you think possibly he might have overthought this tie?
6: Yeah,
9: possibly. I think, um, I think the pressure maybe has shown a little bit uh, with Klopp in the last couple of weeks. City have obviously closed the gap um, quite quickly. And I think that has told on him. And I think, you know, he does often turn to the fans for that extra inspiration for the players when he, when he begins to feel that pressure. I remember when he first arrived um, a couple of years ago, he kind of got on at the fans, if you like, for, for getting behind the team right to the end of game. So I think it's his way of just trying to transmit more positive energy for the team. Um, I think today, you know, I, I didn't see our best football but i think you know the team did enough to win the game unfortunately just didn't take those chances um i think klopp's mind is possibly more on the league title challenge i think that's where the pressure is coming from i think in europe he you know he gets it right most of the time with his tactics especially on the counter attack we saw that last year with the run to the final so i think european wise it's just we're going to go out there and have a go in Munich and I fully expect us to score and if you score an away goal you've got a great opportunity still as I say the clean sheet at home could really be key I think more the pressure and maybe where Klopp is probably feeling it the most is actually domestically with the with the challenge from City um, which is looking pretty strong at this moment in time um, you know what I'd, I think that's going to go to the wire but I wouldn't be surprised if we get a positive result in Munich um, and maybe even go through on the away goals rule
1: well let's talk about this weekend then. You know, it's it's the big one. You know, people talk about Barcelona and Real Madrid, Boca and River, uh Celtic and Rangers and and rightly so. But it's it seems to me that the the game that really defines English football and it has done for so many years is Manchester United Liverpool have, have you been lucky enough to go to one of these games and 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 tell me what what's
9: what's different in the atmosphere
1: to a, a regular run-of-the-mill league game
9: uh, yeah I've been lucky to watch two of those games um, and it is a massive rivalry I would I would honestly much rather beat United than I would Everton for example um, I think there's a there's a nastier edge to it with United and Liverpool supporters, especially when you uh, when you're visiting the away ground. Um, and I just think it's two northwest powerhouses with, let's face it, massive histories. No bigger histories, uh, really, in the English game, and that's bound to create this intense rivalry. Um, I I've been to Old Trafford and I've been to Anfield to watch these games, and they're always electrically charged. You know, it's you you can, you can tell it transmits to the players the first ten, fifteen minutes of flying to tackles. There there is such a importance placed on the game locally, um, by fans and I don't think Sunday's gonna be any different. Unfortunately it looks like uh Ollie Gunnar has got United uh, on a bit of a roll so it's a tougher game than maybe we could have expected uh, a month or so ago. But, you know again, we are quite capable of going there and getting the win. It's just uh Just a matter of uh, pulling that off. Um, But in terms of the rivalry, it's huge. I mean, there's not. I've been to a number of derby games around the world, and for me, the atmosphere at that game is is just as intense as the others I've been lucky to go to.
1: Yeah, the atmosphere is definitely going to be a a place for cool heads. And you know, when you look at Jurgen Klopp's demeanor on the sideline, I mean, there's no doubt about it. That the man wears his heart on his sleeve. I mean, he he really does play to the crowd. Do you, do you think that works all the time or, or or are there occasions where maybe he's got to uh pull the ol' Oligona Solskjaer and just you know sit in the stands
9: and uh just smirk away as his team's running to victory yeah i must admit i think at times it can backfire i love his energy and enthusiasm and all liverpool fans will you know jürgen can do no wrong in in many of our eyes uh but in terms of how, what it transmits to the players when things aren't going so well um when he is tense and right on the edge you know sometimes i'm sure that can have a detrimental effect on their performances um you can't fault him for showing how desperate he is to win and be successful and you know the the, the people love him for it he suits the club down to down to the ground with his approach with the with the style of football he plays but i do feel sometimes i'd rather him maybe take that cooler detached approach uh, ala benitez if you like he was uh, very detached manager when he was uh he was at Anfield a good few years ago now. And, you know, just, just take a step back because you know, the the rock and roll football as uh as he liked to call it in Germany. It's great but sometimes I think maybe just transmitting that little bit of calm Um, that little bit more tactical thought to certain games where we can't go and put teams away as as he wants to in an entertaining manner, scoring lots of goals. I think, you know, that would be something I'd like to see him do. I did feel he turned that page earlier in the season with his pragmatism. Tactically, we were, you know, far more sensible. Ground out results, I'm thinking Huddersfield away and a couple of others where we didn't really get going from attacking sense, but still got the three points. So, you know, maybe as he's feeling the pressure now, it's time to revisit... That more pragmatic approach and, and grind out the results. You, you basically got to tick off the wins now and try and stay ahead of City. Um, so this passionate, all guns blazing approach, while it's great for us fans, you know, I can see the opinion that uh, he may need to be a bit more calm and calculated as the season reaches its end.
1: In, in the previous segment, I was talking to Phil Burns, who's a diehard Manchester City fan, and and, and he mentioned the same thing as as you did: ticking off the games as, as they come along but we were also talking about the quadruple. Uh it's never been done before in England, League Cup, FA Cup, League and Champions League. And we and we were looking at the City squad and it was, you know, obviously it's an embarrassment of riches and one world-class player can replace another world-class player. Liverpool yeah. still heavily involved obviously in the two competitions, currently second in the Premier League, can go top this weekend if they do beat United or even tie United uh, at Old Trafford and and also, you know, Still got a great chance of advancing in the Champions League. But so the question I've got for you is, is the Liverpool squad deep enough to make a run at these two trophies that require every player to constantly be at their maximum?
9: Um, Simple answer, no. Um, That's being perfectly honest. Um, I think they've missed the boat with Nathaniel Klein. Um, Trent Alexander had an injury. Joe Gomez is still out. Jan Lovren, um, Alberto Moreno, very unreliable with his performance levels. You know, I think to let an international right-back who would get games if you're challenging on those two fronts um, go on loan was a bit of a crazy decision. And ironically, as soon as we let him go out on loan, Trent Alexander... Got injured, and we were playing James Milner at right back so i you know I think that decision was a strange one i don 't think the squad is anywhere near as deep as cities, and that is my worry. Um, the hope is I suppose is that they continue to challenge on all three fronts after the final at the weekend um and go as deep as possible, so that you know their squad is tested to the limit because I do think man for man in terms of who they can bring off their bench and bring to the starting line up there their game and their approach is less affected Um, with bringing those players who are maybe uh, not the regular starters in. um, And I really have noticed since maybe the Christmas break, you know, Liverpool's dip in form has, has also been to not being able to give the key personnel a little bit of rest and knowing that the replacement is going to be as top notch. You know, you're talking about giving Salah a rest and having to play Sturridge. You know, I was a great fan of Daniel Sturridge, but the consistency of his, performances over the last couple of years you know has uh, has decreased so we've got to be careful with injuries if many more injuries hit especially defensively we could be in trouble we saw Fabinho do a solid job today but I wouldn't describe that performance as natural um, as a a natural centre-half performance although he did do very well Um, I just think that unless we're very lucky it could come back to bite us not having that you know, that bit of strength and depth that the squad needs. Because, you know, you go deep into the Champions League, you know, you're playing Tuesday, Wednesday nights, quick turnaround, travelling from wherever the game may be, it's going to take its toll. And I think City are better equipped to fight on all fronts. Having said that, as a Liverpool fan for many years, I know for a fact that we would probably sacrifice you know a Champions League run such as last year's in order to clinch the league title and it may be that although I'd love to advance to the last stages of the European Cup if we were to maybe dip out a little earlier than planned or hoped for it would allow us to concentrate fully and keep people fit and firing for the league campaign whereas city might still be competing in the in Europe and in, in the FA Cup too so It all depends how it pans out, but injuries are my worry. And in answer to your question, I don't think the squad is the strongest cities. And I think we've made a couple of transfer errors, if you like, in, in terms of where the squad is after the closure of the last window.
1: Ben Thomas, thank you so much for giving us your honest opinion about this great Liverpool football team. And hopefully they can keep it interesting on both fronts. Ben, we'll speak to you soon.
9: Thanks, Nick. Take care. Bye.
1: That was Ben Thomas of formerly of Oxford United talking about the great team and the game against Bayern Munich earlier today. We will be right back to wrap things up. You are listening to Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Network. I am Nick Webster. We'll be right back.
0: 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. That's 800-296-1252. That's 800-296-1-2-5-2.
5: This
1: is Fifth Street Soccer. I am your host, Nick Webster, flying solo tonight. But I do want to give a big shout out to our callers. Ben Thomas, formerly of Oxford United. David Mossy, the stat man who knows every single thing there is to know about stats in soccer. And of course, Phil Burns, the big ginge, formerly of Huddersfield Town and Reading. Champions League, scores, Liverpool-Bayern 0-0. Lyon-Barcelona, a very surprising 0-0. As Lionel Messi couldn't do the business and Luis Suarez, I mean, he needs to wake up. Only one goal in his last 17 games. Woo! Not too clever. Tomorrow, Atletico Madrid taking on Juventus. And it's payback time, right? Juventus spent a whole lot of money on a man by the name of Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, Atletico Madrid have just spent a whole lot of money, not that kind of money, but a whole lot of money on Diego Simeone, retaining the services of their coach. If there's any coach in world football that knows how to stop Ronaldo, it's quite possibly Diego Simeone. This is Juventus's gamble. Should they win it? Well, it's money well spent. Should they lose? Yauza! That will be very, very scary. And of course, we have Manchester City taking on Schalke, the German team. And I've no doubt that City will do the business, win the game quite comfortably, and everything is going to be all right in the land of the citizens as they march remorselessly to this famed quadruple. Can they do it? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure there's some listeners out there who are going to say, well, Real Madrid have done a quadruple by winning the uh, World Club Championship, as have Barcelona. And so, yes, um, a quadruple has been done before, but not in England. And uh, being that I come from the British Isles, uh, that's the quadruple that's important to me, and I believe, actually, it is the more difficult one to do. Anyway, make sure you tune in tomorrow. We've got a fantastic guest for you, Ed Foster-Simeon. That's right. He is the president and CEO of the U.S. Soccer Foundation with two decades of experience at the local, state, and national level of the game. Nick Gieber and myself will be grilling, Ed. Yes. Sorry, Ed. You can expect some tough questions. No softballs. For myself and Mr. Gieber. That's all i got time for. For me, Nick Webster, this has been Fifth Street Soccer. Thanks so much for joining us on the Sports Byline, Sirius XM 211. We'll catch you tomorrow.